the question was G20. Uh, I was seeing a, a man of God talking about G20 and he said, he was speaking to people and he said, all right, the, you know, just like the Bible says in G20, you build yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And he asked everybody to start speaking in tongues. And it's one of those kind of aggressive, forceful, everybody start speaking in tongues. And I was telling my pastor, I said, no, but that, no, I, I don't believe that was what Jude was saying. I don't believe that when he said pray in the Holy Spirit, he was saying speak in tongues. So I kind of went back and forth a little bit with my pastor. That's, that's number one. And then the second thing is, um, is, is the, uh, the charismatic movement says that, or the Pentecostal um, um, denomination says that we the reason we believe in speaking in tongues because that's what they did in the in in the book of acts on the day of pentecost and i agree like as in that concept was introduced then and that's why we do it but i don't think we are speaking in tongues today the way they spoke in tongues in the day of pentecost because the speaking in tongues on the day of pentecost at least from my understanding of the bible did a few things one it was kind of the formal transition from disciples to apostles the power came upon them and it was speaking in tongues for purposes of, or for the benefit of the people, right? Uh, the, each one heard his own language. It was to draw people to Christ. It was a form of a miracle, right? And that's why Jesus did miracles. Like his priority was forgiving sins, but he would do miracles to catch people's attention, to draw them in. That's different from the tongues we speak today, which based on my view is what the Bible called other tongues. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. That's a more personal one. It edifies you, not anybody else. It edifies you. And for it to edify somebody else, there needs to be an in interpreter or somebody, God needs to give somebody the gift of interpretations. So I, I was saying one, I don't think that was what Jude was saying when he said speaking uh, in the Holy Ghost. And two, I just believe that there's a difference between the tongues we speak today, which is a gift of the Holy Spirit, and the tongues of back then, which was an empowerment of the Holy Spirit to draw people to Christ, not the one we do today. That's between us and God. That's mysteries to everybody else, mysteries to the devil. Uh, and so the Bible is very clear about tongues and other tongues. I just don't think we as Christians understand the difference between the two. This is the Prayer Partner Podcast. I share the view that you share in terms of the way you see this verse, and it's actually verse verse twenty, you twenty. Okay, okay. And um, and I said like sometimes when people would say to to me, you know, start you know praying the Holy Spirit, I would join the masses and just start praying in tongues because that's what I was yep. traditionally thought, and I really don't pay a lot of emphasis like to explore that. But um, recently, when we're talking about the, 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 they usually say the Lord's Prayer, but it's actually not the Lord's Prayer. That was a, the, the, the disciples' prayer. Because Jesus said, when you pray, you say this. But then in John 17, we were looking at what is actually the Lord's Prayer. Because there in John 17, he's praying to, he's praying to his Father. So that's Jesus praying there. That's what the Lord was praying. I started asking myself this question, like, who taught me how to pray? Mm -hmm. Actually, Jesus' disciples came to him and said, teach us to pray like John taught his disciples. And so I was saying that the disciples were taught, who is teaching us how to pray? Who taught us how to pray? How do we know to pray like that? 
and I started looking at the way that I'm praying, sometimes being very repetitious, saying the same thing over and over. Um, you know, a lot of times people say, amen, 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 fire, 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 mm-hmm. fire, fire, fire. These things are repetitious because we think we're getting results by repeating it over and over. And so I started to really evaluate my prayer life, but now I'm going to learn how to pray again. You know, I'm just asking the Holy Spirit to teach me. So when I was speaking to my coordinator, she was telling me, Gordon, I noticed something different in your prayer. And she thought there was a devil attacking me, but I was telling her, I said, you know, I, I, I don't want to say what you're, you're saying is not of God because that's what you think, you know, that's what you feel, that's what you perceive. But I say, honestly, I'm in a place where I'm actually really thinking about prayer. Like who taught me how to pray? Why do I pray that way? And just like relearn how to pray so I can get results, I can pray effectively. You don't have to change your voice when you're speaking to God. It, it's just something, it's like it, we give God the phone voice. You know what I mean? It's like we change up, we think, we think, I'm not saying a reference. I'm not saying is 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 what you say to God important. But you don't have to be like you know. You go, Lord, I come before Thee and I just rest. Me, I mean, and a lot of times our prayers are based. We are telling God what He already knows. You know, it's like God, you know this. You you know this. You know this, and it's interesting. So I'm saying all that to say that because of what you said in terms of praying in the Holy Spirit. When he said praying in the Holy Spirit, I truly believe does not mean just speaking in tongues. Maybe tongue is implied, but that's not what he's saying explicitly. Maybe implicitly, it is a part of praying in the Spirit is also praying in tongues. Maybe there is a language, there's a prayer that we get so deep at some point, we just start speaking in tongues, whatever. But you can also pray in English in the Holy Spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that you can, it doesn't, so I'm agreeing with you that I don't think it just means tongue. It just means be led, be controlled, be submerged in. Let him guide you, you know? Because if you read a verse prior to that, right? In, when you start in verse 17, and he's saying, But you must remember, beloved, the prediction of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time, there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. Mm-hmm. It, is these, it is these who cause divisions, worldly people, devoid of the spirit that means they don't have the spirit. not having the spirit yep right and he's saying now for you beloved building up yourself in your most holy faith i'm praying the spirit because you have the spirit mm-hmm. you're praying in the spirit you're controlled by the spirit Correct. that's where you're coming Correct. from you're being influenced Correct. by the spirit and so the spirit is not just speaking it's not just speaking in tongues well, there is room for that because in Romans chapter 8, 26, it talks about when we don't know what to pray for the Holy Spirit, praise to us with groaning yep. and that can be uttered. Groaning doesn't mean tongues again. You could be making sounds. That's not necessarily tongue, but it's like, is, is this whatever? So I'm in agreement with you. I do agree with you. I don't think it's just speaking in tongues. I don't, I, I don't think that's what the verse is saying to I, I do need to do some more study, though, because I, I want to try to identify where the gift of the Holy Spirit comes in, right? That the, 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 the day of Pentecost, that was, that was a sort of a, a launching of sorts. That might even be where disciples officially became apostles because now they have power, right? But there's a gift and it's the gift I want to talk about in first Corinthians chapter 12, the Bible talks about uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and it says, to some has been given diverse tongues. 
right? And to others, the interpretation, which means people have diverse tongues and the meaning is withheld from them. And that meaning is another gift that the Holy Spirit gives to some other people so they can interpret, right? So I, again, I, I wanna be very, I don't wanna just say something just to cause a ruckus in the body of Christ, not my intention, but I wanna truly understand. If not, I will be like a Pharisee that I'm more married to religious traditions than to the truth. I am not a believer, I don't wanna say believer, but I do not hold the position that we can speak on speak in tongues on command um for this sole reason that it's not our gift i think what we find what i find or what i see in the christian church is that we attribute these gifts these giftings to be ours that's why we see all these these um healers and and all these things right because they attribute that gift as theirs i don't believe in that i i believe solely being led by the holy spirit when it's time for me to speak in tongues, I will speak in tongues because the Holy Spirit has led me to do that. I had to pull myself away from that because I, in my mind, I couldn't find the right, like I couldn't see it as being right. Oh, speak in tongues. And then you can you can tell like the genuine prayer when somebody's fervently praying and speaking in tongues, you can, you can see it. And you can also see when those are, are forcing it, are trying to be a part of the crowd. Like I've seen a lot of that. And I didn't want to be a part of that. So what I practice is if I'm not led by the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues, I won't speak in tongues. And not only that, if I do happen to speak in tongues, it's never, if, if I'm praying in front of you, I will pull the mic down. It's always to myself because I realize that it's not, it's not for them. It's, it's literally the spirit in me praying. So it's for me to pray and whatever God, whatever God decides to, to do after that, then so be it. But I, I don't really, um, agree with if we're praying and I just stop everybody I say now everybody speak in tongues and then everybody starts speaking in tongues I don't agree with that uh mm. that's not biblical that's not there's nowhere in the bible but also there's nowhere in the bible that opposes that view either right no there so, is uh, there me, is there is there is there is so okay. Paul says Paul says it doesn't make any sense when everybody's speaking in tongues he says he says and I'll show you the Bible it says at most maybe two or three people speak in tongues not everybody and if everybody's speaking in tongues and there's no interpretation, it doesn't benefit. Let me look for the scripture and I'll share it with you. So yeah. there, it is said in the Bible that we shouldn't just speak yeah, in tongues. 14. Just to it's speak. 1 Corinthians 14. Yeah, I, yeah, it probably is. And and it says, look, no more than two or three people should speak in tongues together at the same time, right? Because when you speak in tongues, to your point, there needs to be understanding that the other people in the group can share like we need to gain something from it that you don't give healing the gift of healing just so you can heal like healing is for the benefit of the body prophesying for the but so even the gift of tongues is for the benefit of the body so when there's gift of these tongues there needs to be gifts of interpretation of tongues right it's for the benefit of the body so something as intimate as personal as tongues we really just want to be a little sensitive before we start commanding people to do just for the sake of the physical performance. When I say performance, the view, oh my God, there's so many tongues. We're just bursting out in the Holy Spirit. Like, I think we just need to be a bit more sensitive around oh. that. Isn't it yeah. interesting? Because if Paul is saying do it two or three at a time, which means that it's possible for them to multiple people to speak in tongues yeah. at the same time. So yeah. the question becomes, is the spirit influencing everybody to speak in, in tongues? You know, or 
or people can speak in tongues of their own accord. It's like, it's, because the way that I look at it, it's like, it's an ability. And it's something that you have. And the Holy Spirit can move on that thing at any point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it's like, for instance, you, you, I mean, if let us say you were, you were able to speak in, um, you'd be able to speak French. Mm-hmm. You were taught the gift. You were given that ability already. You have the ability to speak in it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, anytime, at any time, you can just start speaking in tongues. I don't think you necessarily need the Holy Spirit. To, the Holy, we should allow the Holy Spirit to, because He communicates with us. Other, other, other people can use that gift. We can use that gift to benefit ourselves. Correct. Right? People can use that gift to benefit themselves. Whatever. But I do believe that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, which means there is some level of control there as well. So when Paul was saying you guys should do it two or three at a time, which means you, a lot of people have the ability to do it, but it should not be done like that. It, it should be done in order. So control is necessary. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. means, that means that you have control over that. You can choose when you're going to speak in it or when not. But the Holy Spirit might communicate to you something in tongues or in English. Correct. Tongues can be English, Correct. right? Let me just quickly read um, 1 Corinthians 14, um, verse 26 to 28. So how is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, a song, and a teaching, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for the edification. He's talking about for the edification of the body of Christ. So 27, if anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or three at the most each in turn so he's actually saying one at a time right each in turn and let one interpret right but if there's no interpreter let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to god right again i i'm I'm in this never-ending quest for truth and knowledge and understanding and not to and to remove myself from the church sort of corporate what we've been taught that we should do that may not necessarily be right right because at the end of the day just like pastors right who have a gift will turn around and say hey you pay me before i do it or they start using their healing for money or using their whatever whatever like you can actually use the gift of tongues and be more concerned about the outward appearance of a performance versus what is the spirit doing If you looked at First Corinthians twelve, mm-hmm. right, um, from verse one, it says, "Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed." I'm reading from the ESV. Mm-hmm. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. However, uh, however you were led, therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit. See that word in the spirit yep. says Jesus is a curse. And so when it says in the spirit here, does it mean tongue? The question would be when it says in the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Does it mean speaking in tongues? Just like how the phrase in, in, in the early word in yep. Jude said praying in the spirit. In the spirit, yep. And then when it says here speaking in the spirit, what does it mean to speak in the spirit? Because praying is speaking, it's talking to God. So I will compare the two together because it, it simply means that which means they're not led by the spirit because that's what it said they were led by mute idols right 
therefore I want you to, to I want you in verses three, therefore I want you to understand that no one speaking or led or controlled by yep. the spirit ever says that Jesus is a curse. I think so, the answer is in the last part of that same verse where it says, no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the spirit. The spirit so I think what he's saying is who is being led, who is being, you're praying according to the way the spirit is leading you. That's the Therefore, focus, not necessarily the tongues, but the way the spirit is leading you to pray. Correct. And then whatever you pray is going to be influenced by the Holy Spirit because yes, sir. you're praying, he's leading you. So, and the thing is to, we have to be very careful and mindful because sometimes we have such a, this English contemporary way of seeing things. So when we, like we will interpret in as, oh, you're in the pond or you're in the boat. And we think in literally means in, but when they were using the word in, what mm -hmm. is saying control, led by. Yep. So the teaching that we, you know, we've been under for many years and the, the things that we've studied ourselves personally, they are all foundations of, of the relationship you currently have right now with God and, and the, the, the lifestyle that you're living now or the, you know, your understanding of how this, this, you know, the spirit of God function with you. Uh, Paul obviously was addressing the Corinthians here, um, you know, and gave them this teaching. And we, you know, we were taking everything that Paul is saying as, you know, a template for how one has to conduct himself when it comes to dealing with the Holy Spirit. Uh, but mind you, we have been on the different, you know, in different space and on the different circumstances where we realized that, you know, it didn't work just like the way Paul described it here. <laughs> it worked differently, um, you know? So so then, you know, you have to look at it and, okay, then does that start a new case study? And then how do you, how do you come to conclusion on how to actually, you know, carry yourself when it comes to dealing with the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit could walk into the room. I mean, we're on the platform today. All right, this Zoom platform, we're having a fellowship right now. We've had uh, a moment or different different situation where we're just worshiping and the Holy Spirit would drop something right to one of us. But mind you, we're not sharing the same space, even though we're on this platform. We're not, mm -hmm. we're, you know, we're not in the, physically in the same space. Most of the time for, for those people in the, back in those generations, uh, they were in the same space. Uh, uh, there were, of course, there were instances where the Holy Spirit ministered, you know, to someone far away about another another gentleman that is, you know, maybe, uh, you know, in another another city, um, and to go and communicate with that to that gentleman. So, for me personally, why I take everything that um, Paul was saying here, you know, to the Romans and also to the Corinthians, I took it very seriously, and I believe that you know we ought to like you know, take note of them. Your walk with the Holy Spirit now should give you the understanding on how you should conduct yourself. All right. Um, yeah, I've been under the same, you know, uh, the same calling before where people are saying, just let's begin to, you know, pray in the Holy Spirit. You know, of course, um, do I, do I do the same thing that everyone else in the room is doing? Maybe not. 
you know uh maybe not maybe i don't agree with it maybe you know i i think you will know you will know you know god has given us and blessed us with a discerning spirit so you will know when to what to do or what command to follow or what command not to follow because the you know the the spirit will be a witness to you to you and, and let you know right away that you know this is you should follow this command or not yep so um I mean that's that's what I have to say about that. Like I I I I respect and take you know I, I respect everything that is here in the in the Word of God in in the Scripture. Uh, but I really think I've been saying oh, for over years now. I really think that is beyond just the reason because the experience all over the world is different. Uh, so so you have to understand that the Holy Spirit function in you know in in different ways. And the Holy Spirit can uh, uh, use anybody at any time uh, in, in different manners. But do I agree, like, you know, going back to what you said, uh, uh, it, do I agree that, um, you know, the only way to pray in the Spirit is to speak in tongues? I, you know, I don't. I, I think it, 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 it could be in a different, diverse way because it brings out the truth. I think I mentioned there, that here a few days, um, uh, the few meetings ago. That the Holy Spirit responsibility is, is all about bringing out the truth. His, his job is an advocate for truth. Is a messenger that is coming uh, and and basically giving you what you must know, what you must know, David. That maybe for you alone or for people around you. And and when the Holy Spirit, you know, does this thing, it may give you a command to do something that may be out of ordinary for you, mm -hmm. right? It may even put you in, a, you know, uh, a, a, you know, an uncomfortable you know uh, a situation where you're not familiar with that but but then it comes then then comes the obedience part right are you going to obey what the spirit is saying or are you going to disobey you know for you the lack of your own self like and say i mean for, for the i'm um, sorry excuse me for you know because of your own self say that i'm not I, I don't know if i'm comfortably doing that because it's not something i'm familiar with because the Holy yeah. Spirit could just randomly tell you to do things that is is you know out of ordinary for you then you know how do you how do you respond to that? You know, would you say, uh, oh, Paul said, <laughs> Paul said in the book, and this is what I must follow. You know, yes, Paul said it because it was communicated to Paul. But Paul is not here right now. <laughs> you know, you're here right now. And the, the Holy Spirit is still alive right now. Yes, the Paul laid foundation on how, you know, things you must follow. Yes, and I respect this scripture again. I'm not taking anything away from what a scripture I've, you know, I've, I've given to us. But if the spirit is ministering to you or is concerning something, you by now should know how to coordinate yourself when the spirit ministers to you because you actually give you direction on how to do it. Mm -hmm. One thing I get from when you read Corinthians is that Paul and the Corinthians are sort of figuring out these gifts still. You know yes, I mean? sir. Yep. Um, and these gifts didn't come with a manual. Um, they come with the spirit, but it didn't come with a manual where they immediately knew how to conduct themselves with it. Imagine in the upper room, the spirit comes in and everyone starts speaking, speaking in, in one tongue, but everyone else is hearing their own tongue that actually is speaking in the spirit, right? That's praying in tongues. And then you see Paul talk about speaking in the tongues of men and speaking in the tongues of angels. 
So I think part of it is there's a few things we can speculate. There's one, they were still figuring out and understanding these gifts. Um, number two, from their experience, um, I think Paul and those around him were prescribing according to the circumstance that was happening in Corinth at the time as well. Um, that is to say, I'm not sure if they would have applied the same approach everywhere, given perhaps that maybe uh, the the, Ephes the Ephesians weren't as uh, as show-offy as the currents were. You know, they weren't as outspoken as the currents were, who were always the currents seemed to be people who were very engaging, very involved, sometimes too involved and too engaging, and and I think that. There's a display of their zeal. They had a lot of zeal. They had a lot of faith in their time, which would explain why there was a lot of manifestation of gifts. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that reminds me of Divine Connection in, in certain ways where people would be so zealous and, and with good with good intention. And, you know, they will prophesy what they feel God put on their heart. And these are, the, you know, demonstration of gifts uh, is still a demonstration of a gift, whether or not it's by the Spirit. And this is what I mean there's a counterfeit gift and there's a real um, manifestation a counterfeit um though a counterfeit isn't always done with bad intention right and this person might sincerely be feeling something but they don't um they they not they didn't get the full message or they're they're usurping it in some something of the sort and so i see that as a current experiencing that and so contextualizing that I prefer to start to speculate based on a lot more things that Paul said about at least what I should focus on. Um, that is, there is a prayer that the spirit conducts within us. Um, in that prayer, my spirit will understand, but my understanding may not understand. He says, mm -hmm. says that in Corinthians 14, 14. However, he did say we can pursue understanding it as well. So if you have the gift of tongue, you'd like pray for interpretation. And yep. so I think what is lost is the lack of, and, and, and I'm searching for the word, the lack of spiritual exploration, like not, not necessarily among the people, but in the privacy of your home with the spirit, because the spirit of God will interact with us and teach us things. And I think we wait to, to demonstrate the things of God among others. And subconsciously, I think it's because we've, we've been taught Christianity as a show, yeah, as a show. Mm -hmm. But truly, what we're supposed to do is take these things and do them in our closet and under better. Remember, we were talking ah. yesterday, <laughs> and I was saying I know how to I, I know how to provoke all of us right now to feel a certain way spiritually. I can provoke us all to feel warfare. I can provoke us all right now to begin to prophesy. Now it is not because Israel has an anointing, but it is because there's an understanding that we all have of how to do certain things through experience and practice. Um, so I say that to say, in the same likeness, I think we should be more in our private time. I think those are the ways that we learn these things. Um, I remember, you know, Gordon, again, I bring up Gordon talking about speaking imaginatively um, with much more imagination. And my mom compounding on that now, talk, teaching about how to use your imagination in warfare and to, to more or less in your imagination, conduct warfare. And so, I have to now take that and go practice that at home to understand that better and, and trust in the spirit. So I think what's lacking isn't 
the lack of regulation in the church or in the regulation of spiritual gifts, but the lack of taking it home and testing it and tasting and seeing and trying it before the spirit, seeing if the mm. spirit comes in and, and, and tells you no, no, you know, or yes, you, 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 you see an experiment. I think that's what what's lacking. And, and, and that's what I meant when I said earlier that we cannot base everything <clears throat> we're doing on the template that was given to a particular set of people, you know, back then. Yes, this I inspire word of God. Uh, uh, but but the way you, you know, you, you live with those words today yep. ought to be different because if, if, if you have not, if it has not been become personal, personal stuff for you, you know, I don't, I don't see you even understanding it. So that means you're basically just regurgitating what you've learned or seen mm -hmm. someone else, you know, do like, basically that's what you're doing. If, if, if you're coming to basically, uh, 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 repeat something that someone else has done, or you are under the impression that this, this is how it, it functions. And so when you felt something, you also act the same way, you know? Spirit of, spirits of the sons of Skiva. Yeah, so, 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 so there's a problem there, you know? Because that means you, you don't know what this, you don't know this spirit, because if, if, it hasn't, if you have no relationship with him, you don't know what this spirit is. You don't know what this spirit is saying, because you don't know this spirit. You, can, you don't even know how it communicates to you, you know? So, so it become a problem if, if we're quoting like, oh, do you speak, is, are they saying to speak in tongues? It may be if the spirit is saying to that person at that time to do that, you know, you can't tell the Holy Spirit, no, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, the Holy Spirit said to do, and you said, no, you know, that's what I talk mm -hmm. about the obedience part, you know, uh, and if, and trust me, like someone said earlier, if it's not the, the, the Holy Spirit ministering, everyone, I think Ricardo was the one that said it, everyone around you are going to know. All right. You're going to know if you truly have the Holy Spirit communicating with you, because he's supposed to be communicating with you every moment. You, you know, there shouldn't be a moment where the Holy Spirit is, is not with you. I mean, unless, unless, you know, with, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. There shouldn't be any moment in your life where the Holy Spirit, if you're truly in relationship with God and you're in connection with the Holy Spirit, there should not be any moment when the Spirit of God is, you know, stepping away from you, unless you are dabbling into things that will separate you. And mind you, even while you're doing that, the Holy Spirit will still be knocking on the door of your heart and reminding you like, son, don't do that. Son, don't, don't, don't go that direction. All right. But then it's up to you to take on, you know, what he's saying to you. I mean, who is to say that, you know, we, we, we could be talking. I mean, it's happened here on this platform before, even at the bank connection back in the day. We could be talking and the Holy Spirit would just bring something in the midst. And 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 for the mere fact that we follow that instruction, we see an amazing experience around us. I have witnessed it. I mean, it's not there, it wasn't any priest or any ordained minister among us. I mean, it just happened. And it's like a wow experience. Like, I can't believe I just witnessed that. All right. And and I and, and then it builds the me muscle memory for you when it comes to dealing with the Holy Spirit. So in back in backing up with what Israel said earlier, yes, those templates was given. Yes, we've read it and understand it. But how have you personalized 
you know, this journey with the spirit. I, oh, are you still, are you still going based on what you witness at church? You know, mm. or someone taught you uh, before, you know, about what the spirit of God is, you know, of how it, the spirit of God operate, or are you, it, or it has become a one-on-one -on -one thing for you now? I, I do believe First Corinthians 14 is a template for us. I believe God gave that to Paul to say, hey, if you're going to be doing this, this is how the guidelines should be. This is how mm -hmm. you should act. This is how it should be accordingly. I, 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 but in me saying that, right, I, I want to bring two sides to that. I have to hold that, I have to hold that view for everything, right? And immediately, um, that's a chance, I won't go there. But anyway, I have to hold that view for everything. Um, but I, I do honestly believe that is a guideline to show. Um, I do believe they had guidelines. They had an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit and he spoke and things immediately happened. So, um, again, right? Cause God is not an author of confusion. If you have 10 people in a room and there are all or 11 people in a room and one's a non-believer, 10 people are speaking in tongues. They're going to hear a bunch of things and not know what's going on. Um, whether it's fake or not, it, 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 it causes a, it's a distraction as well. Um, uh, but uh, again, I, I stand on that being a, a an instruction to the church because what it what it is and what we're talking about, I believe, and what we see is that it's like speaking in tongues is the glamorized gift. Like if you can speak yes, in tongues, yes. you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And now everybody's celebrating this one person speaking in tongues. But yes. Paul is saying, Paul is simply saying, hey, there are other methods of speaking in tongues. Like we're saying, right? There's other methods of of praying in the spirit prophecy is a prayer of the spirit it's the holy spirit speaking through you about something according to someone else, or, or what's going on with someone else i mean we've all experienced it we've all been used in that area but paul even doubles down and says i would much rather you prophesy than speak in tongues but the church the charismatic church emphasizes speaking in tongues as as you being filled with the holy spirit Thank you for joining us today on the Prayer Partner Podcast. For more, follow us on IG, YouTube, and any podcast platform at Prayer Partner Podcast.